Hey, music lovers, the Cannamom Show podcast in collaboration with Lambkin Guitars is giving away a custom-built, one-of-a-kind electric guitar built by Josh Lampkin. The solid one-piece hemp wood body includes a built-in glass bowl piece. Yeah, you heard me right. You can take a hit and then play a lick. Now's your chance to help the Cannamom Show crush cannabis stigma with your entry. Register for the Hemp Guitar Giveaway online at lampkinguitars.com. That's L-A-M-K-I-N guitars.com. The drawing will be part of a 420 celebration at the Goods Dispensary in Somerville, Massachusetts, where the guitar is on display for the month of April. But don't worry, you don't have to live in Mass or be present to win. Visit LampkinGuitars.com to scope out the Hemp Guitar giveaway details and entry form. You'll even find a video of what could be your guitar in action. L-A-M-K-I-N-Guitars.com It's 2 p.m. on a Wednesday afternoon. Thanks for tuning in to Cannabis Legalization News, where we explain marijuana laws so you can change them. Today, we're going to be talking about southern states legalizing Texas, uh, Louisiana, Alabama. We're also going to have Shay Garrigan from Alabama, Alabama Cannabis Industry Association pop in and update us on HB2. Uh, but before that, let's introduce our host. Hey, Tom. Hey, Miggy. Hey. What's going on? We're going to go through the south like Sherman. That is a first of many Civil War jokes on today's episode of Cannabis Legalization News. Nikki, I hope you had a good week. We got a lot of southern states to cover. Yeah, yeah. Are we going to filibuster this one? Let's uh, let's let's filibuster it in a little bit. How many uh, how many bills are going through Florida to legalize weed right now? I think you said nine. Uh, the actual answer is seven, but that's pretty awesome. So if you think that uh, one of those seven is a chance of making it, please uh, like and subscribe. Uh, and we want to report on those types of bills uh, as they go on. But I'm pretty sure that six of them ain't going to make it. Well, actually, probably all seven. Uh, and then this Friday. Hopefully you guys can come out and see me this Friday in Indianapolis. I will be doing a few things. Uh, I'm probably going to be doing a talk regarding uh, hemp and banking, which has gotten a little hairier now because of the, well, we'll see, because the vape ban is going to be going into effect if it already is effect. Mm. I'll cover that. And then uh, psychedelics and cannabinoid therapeutics. What does the future hold? Find out fr- Friday. Yes, Friday at the uh, CBD Midwest Expo. And we actually have a, a code for that one. Lauren, can we get that up so we tell people where to go that's gonna be great uh, dude no i'm not sure if she has that one i think it's a uh, cln 2021 yep the the coupon code is cln 2021 but i wanted to share the, uh, the actual page it's cbdexpo.net so head on over to cbdexpo.net and then coupon code is cln 2021 okay so let's work our way through the cell louisiana right louisiana what's going on there Shout out to Brian Delt True Lil for passing this along. Sorry if I killed your name. Uh, you know, the in Louisiana, they're very French-influenced. Uh, Louisiana has bill number four, 524 by Representative Nelson, legalized marijuana in Louisiana, question mark. Uh, North Shore lawmaker proposes bill to make it happen. Uh, that's reported in uh, the local news. What was that, 4WL, WWL-TV. You know, for- <laughs> WWL-TV, North Shore News. Hey, I, oh man, I just, I, I love the South. Uh, oh, support. 
Well, then talk like you're from New Orleans. Uh, so uh, HB 524 would allow marijuana to be grown and sold in parishes that vote in favor of the bill. Fascinating. It's kind of like counties, you know, dry counties, not dry counties. Uh, and then Nelson explained it's similar like to the dry county concept for alcohol. Wow. Which is how most of these guys pass, you know, get around things. And then they realize they like money. Right. Because cannabis is not the end of the world. It's not the the moral depravity that all people make you think, you know, what do you get when you have illegal marijuana? You got well, Domino's I, mean, stocks. I, I get money. I, yeah, I, I that's like it. Money. And so, <laughs> like, yeah, you know, every Chad that's out there like, oh, oh what money? And then, so they, then they have like tax revenue and like jobs and stuff. Uh, so the bill's author, State Representative Richard Nelson, uh, is a Republican, actually, and he's of Mandeville. And he said, I brought it because it was knocking on doors for my election in 2019. And it surprised me just how many people in my very conservative district supported cannabis legalization. Again, it's a bipartisan issue. So it's uh, becoming bipartisan in Louisiana. I, 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 I hate the, the term conservative liberal. Personally, dude, it's just like the Democrat Republican. It's not a conservative liberal issue. It's a American issue. It's a progress for all of us issue it's not a personal party issue yeah it's an american freedom issue it's like an anti-gestapo issue it's like oh i'm sorry you don't believe in fascists and just being arrested for nothing me too right we should get together and form like you know a more perfect union based on principles of freedom and limited government uh and we'll so be united uh, we'll be united you know like, like little states all over the country yeah and so uh we gotta got one of those going on and there's another bill to decriminalize marijuana was filed by state representative Candace Newell of New Orleans. Of course, that's the uh, that's a more traditional pronunciation of New Orleans. Uh, yeah, yeah. So Tuesday, New Orleans City Council President Helena, which I'm sure is the more um, uh, upscale pronunciation of Helen uh, Moreno, filed a resolution uh, backing that bill, uh, which is nice. great. So then they have a decrim bill and also a uh, alcohol dry county style based legalization bill, HB 524. So vote yes on HB 524. Jim, call your representative and tell them to vote yes, HB 524. I, I mean, this is only going to help Mardi Gras get more lit. Like, like if you're going to start bringing in tourism. This is going to help right there. We should have a Mardi Gras member lounge unit. And like shout out to all the, the members of our channel. Thank you so much for supporting the, the channel. And Miggy, are you working on a new story? I, I just post one today uh, just for the general um, uh, members. Uh, just a little secret session I did spontaneous. And, you know, as we develop more into this, I will put out more. I just put out feelers and seeing how it works, you know. Um, cool. Yeah, it's all good. So uh, do we want to move on to Alabama? Let's try Alabama next, because Alabama is definitely somewhere in the South. Uh, they're going the opposite direction. So the Alabama Senate is going to consider an amendment to the potentially harmful to its hemp industry. It's trying to ban Delta 8 and Delta 10 in the, and place them in the Alabama controlled substances list. So that would make shipping concerns for uh, hemp operators all over trying to just make their Delta 8 hemp and ship it. Interstate. So is this state trying to trump federal? I mean, technically. Kind of. But, you know, then it would say like it were we're not necessarily saying that it's hemp, uh, the state. The state is saying that this chemical Delta ATHC would then be listed as uh, a controlled substance. Of course, then you have the the legal argument that that Delta ATHC is by definition of the 2018 Farm Bill hemp. And this is the um, the butting of the heads. And then these types of regulations that are coming and they just aren't introduced in Alabama. You're seeing these all over. 
I'm curious, like, what kind of industry exists there already as far as hemp and marijuana? And I, and I think our guest could be a good. Let's bring on uh, hemp act. Well, uh, Alabama cannabis activist. Jay, <laughs> thanks so much for joining us on the show. Can you introduce yourself and tell uh, the people what you're about? Yes, thank you for having me. My name is Shay Garrigan, and I am the uh, president of the Alabama Cannabis Industry Association. So I represent the in, the hemp industry in, in the state of Alabama. So there is a business industry. It's not just like one guy with a smoke shop. <laughs> True. Yes, there's very very sophisticated uh, farmers, and uh, well, yeah, it, it's pretty amazing the different types of guy. I always tell everybody, no one one guy that I meet has or, or woman has uh, the same technique as to what they're doing. In processing and in farming, so everybody's different. Oh, fantastic! Yeah. Where is is there any um, medical cannabis laws that are, are circulating in the Alabama uh, legislature, or can you give us an update on that as well? Well, there we do have legislation. It's SB forty six for medical marijuana. It's um, this will be the third year that it's been through both that it's been uh, considered in the House, but wow. we're, we're waiting to see if it's going to you know what's going to happen with that. So we. We do feel like there's going to be a favorable outcome. What about this HB2? So what is that HB2? We were just talking about that, right? That's the the uh, proposal to ban Delta 8 and Delta 10? Yes, sir. That's um that actually that that's going to ruin that's going to dry out every one of the farmers. I mean, this is a way that they're making money in Alabama. They they've been not able to to market their products and sell any of their products like last year it was smokable that they were limited on and this year they've you know evolved into delta 8 and they've been you know doing doing very well and you know finally being able to actually get up out of the red (laughs) so um this is uh this is really something that came out of nowhere this you know delta 8 bill attached to this synthetic opioid bill that they Mm. have Where's the fear mongering coming from? Where's the uh, um, like the reefer madness? Like, why? Because you have an industry out there, apparently. So, are 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 you guys not paying the lobbyists enough? What's going on? Who's not getting paid enough? <laughs> Good question. Um, or are they getting paid too much to keep it going? So, mm. <laughs> because you, these things don't just pop up. You know, you don't. Right. You know, Delta Eight and Delta Ten. It has to be somebody within the industry that knows exactly that these guys are making money. But um, you know, the the medical cannabis bill has gotten so much attention in the state of Alabama that you've got people that'll say that they've already got claim on licensing. And um, wow. so have you heard that before? <laughs> Every state oh, does that. Yeah. Every state. Everybody is just so freaking crooked. And it's about the patients. Fuck the patients. It's about the money. And then like yeah. some people are coming in like that, you know, you're like, uh well, it's, you know, quite quite fascinating because, you know, they feel like the more money that they pay, the more of a chance that they get at a license. And um, it's just well, quite... Yeah. I mean, like I did... Who who introduced this bill and did they have a fundraiser lately? Mm. Oh, <laughs> well, it was... It's, yes, and I probably don't need to answer that. <laughs> All right. Well, no, because like, like Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida... Not only is, a fundraiser, is, but... <laughs> It's public. Public. Well, the public's right. Public's right. So, like, you heard the public story about Ron DeSantis and just like, well, I had a fundraiser. They gave you tens of thousands of dollars. They're a supporter. (laughs) 
I'm not bad. <laughs> right. And so um, when cannabis licenses are handed out with the same type of zeal as um, um, COVID vaccines to publics, you know, <laughs> the, the pay to play aspect that uh, GTI is being investigated by the federal government right now and the FBI for doing doesn't really seem all that off base. You know, where did they where did they learn that from? They learned it from you, legislature, that is taking their money and making their laws. They learned it from you. Where did you guys get the corruption? We got it from you, Senator whomever. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> It's pretty it's pretty savvy. So one of the good one of the things about this bill is that uh, the people that they believe that they're going to be getting the for licensing, they're not reading it correctly. Where it actually is saying that's just the limit. So which I, I've heard you speak on some of your previous shows that number four seems to be the magic number in a lot of different states. So um, they've put the cap on for licensing. And that doesn't mean that those Four? Four? Yes, four. <laughs> How many people live in Al- the great state of Alabama? And then what is the great state of Alabama's thing? Like, you know, is it the the Mobile State? I highly doubt that's it. Yeah. Well, well I mean, there's like 4.9 million. So oh, the so population. <laughs> a million people per one grower. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Wow, the dollar sign is just coming in. Wow. What about the patients? The yeah. you know, of course, when you read some of these bills, you know, there's always a there's always a twist in there. And uh, so what they've said is they put a cap on four of them, but they're not saying that, hey, we're going to designate these four to these guys. They're saying we're going to turn this over to the commission, to um, you know, the medical cannabis commission. And they're gonna be the one that chooses at least four growers or at least, I mean, at least four vertically integrated systems that they're going to hand out licensing for. So, and those commissioners are going to be chosen by the governor or the lieutenant governor. It's modeled after a lot of what Delaware is doing. And um, so, you know, when you read a little deep into the bill, it's not saying that anybody is guaranteed for licensing. So it's just um, at this point, the guys that feel like they've paid the most amount of money is uh, they're going to get a shot well, at it but unfortunately that might work because like just like uh tom was talking about cti uh or gti uh you know if you look at when that board happens when that board finally occurs like if this passes and everything and then who the governor selects right like these four people kind of like buying an ambassadorship like these assholes got money they, they, they can buy their way into a position and now they're in a bigger position to influence their kingmakers they're it's what it becomes with it when you have four shops for fucking four million people. Holy crap. You know, and I'll say this in Alabama is when these guys kick up a fuss. It's not really that they oppose anything. I feel like it's more of like they're putting on an audition. <laughs> so there's, um, you know, because they will have to put they will have to put people on that uh, commission. They will have to choose and put this, you know, form a medical cannabis commission. And that is actually one of the most important things of this bill, because, you know, there's certain people that like growers need to be included you know there's different pro- there's different issues that i have you know processors need to be included um right now they have it staffed with just doctors and you know if the doctors don't have a viable product that's healthy to be released to the public really that 
Doctors don't know shit about growing weed. Uh, and <laughs> no, doctors don't know shit about weed usually because <laughs> they've been like told not to learn anything about it or not to prescribe it at all. Uh, trying to find doctors that would give me a recommendation to get my medical card when, in Illinois in 2018 or 17 when I got it still took a few months of like trying to find that doctor. God only knows how difficult it would be to try to get your card in Alabama. If they pass the law, <laughs> uh, you, you could be issued a yes. You could be issued a card in uh, in Mobile and have to drive all the way up to Huntsville <laughs> to get oh your medication. So it's um yes, it's you know there's those different different things that are that are in there that um, I do intend to see straighten up. The more attention that we can get on what's going on, and um, but just trying to get this bill passed. The main thing is this commission is getting this commission set up correctly. Um, You know, the doctors and so on. For some reason, Alabama believes that there's a monopoly that can be formed if you put people in there that have a vested interest in the industry. Well, in the hemp industry, the uh, medical cannabis industry, the cannabis industry, what have you, it's actually a good indicator if one person is doing well, that is a good indicator of how much, how, how well the entire industry is doing. You, because we don't have people blow, one guy's not blowing it out of the park, you know, processing as compared to somebody else down the street that's struggling and Mm. you know there's um you know each one of these guys have like i said different techniques you know but you you know they're all into you know if they're growing if a grower is doing very well then that's a good indication that all of the growers are doing well so when you have a vested interest in what you're doing you want to see the industry be successful yeah you know the vested interest is also known as money Right. Like, that's the thing is like, if these guys are, are doing well and, 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 you know, as an activist, I'm, I'm all about like, first off, no jail. Like that's number one. Number two is like, fucking make money. Like that's should be a thing as an American, as a, a, a person who's, you know, this is your entitlement to, to, to make a living and support your family. Uh, one of the things I wanted to ask you, uh, Shay is, uh, what is the final, like, so like, yeah, these guys are setting themselves up for like, you know, uh, I own Alabama this week, but when the <laughs> national thing happens, it's going to be huge. And Tom's talked about before where these guys are setting themselves up for failure because I want to own this state. That's small thinking compared to like what's going to happen on a national uh, thing, though. What kind of dates? Because even if it does happen and say these guys do own the market for the controlled amount of time until it's national and then NFL, what dates can they do to to legalize it now? Like what's going on? What can people do to help you? Um, well, to help me, you know, raising awareness. So raising awareness as to what actually is going on in your state government, you know, and, and, and what's going on with your representative and your senator. Now, I'm talking about in Alabama. And, and what I try to tell people is that you, you know, you have to get in touch with your representative. And, and I actually try and I actually with my members. I make sure that they know who their representative is. And uh, I've I've got some very savvy, very great members that know actually how to address their representatives. Um, And I tell them, I said, they are going to frame their opinion on cannabis due to the feedback that they receive from their constituents. So I was, you know, it's important for them to really get involved because the main thing is these guys want to stay in office. We want them to stay in office. We also want people to be engaged and to let them know that they do not agree with these amend the amendment for Delta eight. And they can say why if they would like, but they just don't agree. And they can tell these guys because they are elected officials. They are elected into office. And if they can be elected, 
elected in, then they can, you know, somebody could, we can, there's an opponent, somebody can run against them and, you know, get them out of there. So, and we are sitting on the eve of an election year. Mm. We have a lot of these guys are facing um, re-election and, uh, you know, they're going to be running campaigns. There's, you know, Alabama is wonderful when it comes to politics. And Oh, and, I bet uh, they say all sorts of garbage, but, you know, if they want to get elected and I hope that people get in touch with you and thanks so much for stopping on, but uh, it's 20 past the hour, which means that uh, it's 420 somewhere. Oh, check out BamaCannabis.org. I'm sorry. What was it called? BamaCannabis.org? BamaCannabis.org. Yes. Go check that out right now. All right. Moving on to Texas. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't doing anything. This week, there are three hearings scheduled to address cannabis policy in Texas. Tuesday, April 6th at 1 p.m., the Criminal Justice Criminal Jurisprudence Committee will meet to consider a number of marijuana bills which aim to reduce penalties for possession. Hopefully, these aren't more bills that die in committee. On Wednesday, April 7th at 8 a.m., the House Public Health Committee will meet to consider HB 1535, which is authored by the committee chairwoman Click. HB 1535, which would add cancer, chronic, pain and PTSD for veterans while allowing the Department of State Health Services to add new qualifying conditions through their administrative rulemaking process. Nice. That's a good one. That's a good one. But then what about THC? Because so far, like uh, Texas, to the extent that it does have a medical cannabis program, has an exceedingly restricted or maybe CBD oil oil only uh, program. But I didn't I wasn't even sure that Texas had medical uh, cannabis. Well, you know, this is what we get. We get a lot of pings. A lot of people asking us about Texas. Right. Like this is a big state with big issues that um, unfortunately you have people who want to go on a Caribbean cruise when you're going through a, a horrible mm-hmm. freeze at home, they don't these, this, these, these are the people who are leading you, protecting you. Yeah. Uh, we want to be off your power grid because we don't want to be the rest of the United States. But yet when we're having a fucked up situation as a governor, I'm going to blame everybody else. Like each one, the, 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 the senators, the, all these leaderships for Texas, unfortunately, hopefully uh, fingers crossed for you guys, man. But yeah, yeah. No, this, this is a, what a, is this THC cap of 5% that they have and with that? Cause like the THC caps of 5%, like, is that going to be a 5% solution? So like it's 95% not THC and 5% THC. Cause we're talking about a hundred grams. That's a lot of THC. You well, know, and this uh, says, it raises a cap to 5%. So what's the, the before cap? Like what, what were you allowed now? See, that's one of the things where we have to, we should have the, uh, cause I was under the impression that Texas doesn't have medical cannabis, but if they do have medical cannabis, it would be like a really lame. Um, basically they have hemp. That's well, what I thought of Texas from way back in the day when I reviewed it and I said, well, there's nothing going on here. Uh, and then the update is this HB uh, 15, 35. And so they're going to raise the cap to 5% and create institutional review boards to research and track uh, medical cannabis. And they might go ahead, man. Well, I'll just say, I know uh, Texas probably has just as shitty regulations as New York does when it comes to their medical program, right? Like all the ground flower thing. That's just weird. Like, why would you make, why do you make these rules up? 20 to one. Like it was a blend. Like you can't get just weed. Dude. New York. You have to get ground weed with some CBD in it. So it's 21 blend. Yeah, the ignorance is frustrating. So, you know, with this, but what Texas has already, because I have a friend out there uh, in El Paso uh, who does work at a dispensary. And so I, I just didn't really look at the quality of cannabis. Like, like you said, it's all hemp. It's all right. 
they might as well just be all Delta eight products and all CBDs. Like what the F man? Yeah. It's so strange. And then there's also going to be HB three, nine, four, eight in Texas. And that's uh, to establish a hemp research program to address consumable hemp products and clean up language in the statute. So can you consume hemp? That's always one of those tough, difficult regulations. You know, if FDA regulations say you're not allowed to have CBD or like consume that as a food, but uh, everybody does. What is what is this bullshit like? We're gonna we're gonna like look at this issue on April eighth about an issue that's already federally legal. Like what what kind of there's already a, a federal perspective on it. Why do you gotta be so difficult, Texas? Why do you gotta be that one kid has to make up their own fucking shit? Like just I don't know. But the other problem with like these because uh, I think it's a THC oil, you know, like a very low concentrated THC oil for whatever medical Texas is uh, for their their cannabis program if they have one. Yeah, but that robs that robs the terps, you know, because you don't have that. Then you don't have the buds. And then that ground stuff in New York state where you have to buy ground flour if you're going to get that. And it needs to be a 20 to one blend that also robs the terps, which means we should probably play something about terps. Yep. New York state. In today's name, that strain, we have that strain right there. For those of you watching this at home on their radios, uh, you should probably not be doing so many mushrooms because this is an audio program. You can't watch it. But uh, it's a very green uh, nugget, which has got some um, golf ball-esque size shaping to its uh, its its bud structure. Peggy, uh, how would you uh, describe the, the shaping on that bud structure? That's a nice cola. It came from a nice cola, like uh, uh, a yeah. nice... Long cola came from at one point. Mm -hmm. Like you could tell, and I would say yes, hand trimmed. No, you don't. I do not know if it is hand trimmed. I can't remember um, who sent me this one. Somebody sent that to me in my DMs. Corbin Caleb on Instagram. Ha! Shout him out again. Corbin Caleb. Thanks, dude. Uh, And so, bugger off. Guessed it in four point two seconds. Green. What? What is the etymology of the word green crack and that strain? If we have to time to play name that strain, we should do at least a little bit of background uh, content regarding the green crack strain and its name origin. You know, that, that this green crack has like a fluorescent hue. I wonder if that's a big giveaway because we got a lot of people hitting green crack right automatically. Like that's again, y'all scared the fuck out of me. Like, I'm not a weed snob like that, but... Oh, my gosh. They were so fast on it, too. It was just like, green crack. I mean, like, we had shown the 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 cannabis for all of four seconds, and they were right on top of it, and we'll get rid of it. But uh, so the strain was reportedly named Kush by its original breeder, Cecil C., then renamed green crack, green crack by Snoop Dogg to refer to what the rapper and cannabis activist perceived as potent sativa-like effects. Interesting. So Snoop's the one who gave it the name. Yeah, I didn't know that. So there there you go. Uh, we played Name That Strain, and you learned something today, whether you wanted to or not, because you tuned in to Cannabis Legalization News. And thank you so much for doing so. Hopefully you clicked like and maybe also the subscribe button. What's the next state? Uh, what we got going on here? Uh, South Carolina. Yeah. From Gunjapreneur, sponsor of South Carolina Medical Cannabis Bill says reforms are close. The sponsor of South Carolina's medical cannabis legislation believes the reforms will pass the session after the bill passed the Senate Medical Affairs Committee last week by a nine to five margin. Is South Carolina next to Virginia? I forget. Uh, South Carolina is uh, definitely south of North Carolina. There is no Carolina. There's only a north and a south. Uh, right. So just like there's no Dakota. 
It's just well, north and then south. This one has a Republican involved. Senator Tom Davis, Republican, said he plans to meet personally with every senator that remains opposed in order to build support for the reforms. Like, who, who's opposed? Again, well, I don't know. But like, I hope that people are, are paying attention because if somebody's on board for this and somebody wants that that uh, that medicine to get to the patients and uh, good for them. You know, good. For, I'm glad that they're making it about the right priorities as opposed to just somebody's going to get it. But uh, Davis said we cannot wait any longer for these people that have their suffering alleviated. It is immoral. They are howling in pain and we deny them something that their doctor wants to give them because of some political reason back in 1971 that President Rick Nixon wanted to stick it to a bunch of hippies. I like that. It's a true story. I mean, that's a true story. We've done stuff on that, like where we literally have done great moments and well, not great, notorious moments in weed history where like we use historical stuff. You guys don't really fancy that. That's why we, we switched to more news. News <laughs> works better in history. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, we were all just kind of watching history happen. I think it's kind of what's going on, especially the fact that a Republican stood for it, you know, uh, mm-hmm. in this state. I think they're seeing because, uh, uh, you know, self uh, uh, is right under north. Right. Which is right below Virginia. Like I was saying, this is a chain of effect of money. I don't know if it's so much about patients and people caring about like uh, personal well-being, whereas, oh, shit, we better get on board because up there is going to have the tourist industry that we can't support because right. Virginia is going to go by June. Their plan is to go right before summer. This is not coincidence, man. (laughs) Virginia Beach. But uh, yeah, and so is New York. So New York's uh, legal cannabis market can only really go up considering the only thing you can buy is ground 20 to one flower. And then it would just say like Indica Sativa. It had like nothing behind. It didn't say green crack, for example. And you didn't know that it was called uh, Kush originally by Cecil. And then and then Snoop Dogg said, you know what? We should call this green crack. It's just weird how things catch viral, though. I mean, in an etymology of a strain, like I said, what we talked about yesterday, you can call mm-hmm. it monkey butt, and monkey people butt. still smoke it. Especially if it's good. Exactly. Yep. But the bill contains just five qualifying conditions. Cancer, MS, glaucoma, sickle cell anemia, and autism. Nice. So, you know, it's pretty interesting. And uh, he also indicated that he removed the smoking provisions of the original bill, which now only allows the use of oils. So it's another one of these oil style states yeah. uh, like Iowa and Texas, to the extent that they have medical cannabis might have one of these medical cannabis oil style things, which is just really difficult and like basically only CBD oil. Um, so that's well, it's movement uh, out of South Carolina. Well, there's still more. Uh, we have uh, the South Carolina bill, though medical marijuana will likely to be defeated without debate, according to WPDE. Uh, and this could be just the ignorant side, right? The reefer managed people. South Carolina's medical marijuana legalization bill is likely to defeat without getting a debate in the state Senate. Despite the discussion being scheduled for Tuesday, opposition to the proposal among lawmakers is becoming increasingly clear with Senator Greg Hembry, FU from Myrtle Beach. Uh, announcing he intends to block the debate from even starting. See, this is how they avoid having a stance, right? Like, first it goes states' rights. We're going to let the states decide. And then if you're in the state, you're like, you know what? We're not even going to let you have a hearing. We're not even going to let you – I'm not going to let you know that I, I don't want this. Like, you're afraid to say no, but you're willing to block a bill, which tells me no automatically. Right. It right. kills me politically. Yeah. Uh, but then, like, you know, you could see how uh, our reporting from the South is that it is not – 
the most uh, progressive uh, style of cannabis regulation that we were seeing last week on the East Coast, which appears to be a substantially uh, better and more open um, uh, regulation that's forthcoming in that that area. So, uh, you know, there's more. Listen to these these words, though. This came from a grown man. Henry said he's concerned that medical marijuana has not been approved by the FDA and that the bill is a gateway effort to legalize rec- like the fact that it's not fda approved is because all the studies and that that's that's just an ignorant statement too like let me just lead you on with some more bullshit right let me just lead you on that nothing's we need more studies it's not federally legal oh gosh you know like that is one of the problems with the, the whole we need more studies it's like well you know we did just give out a lot of vaccines that we studied for a few minutes and uh, and now we're all dependent on them. You can do conclusive research studies in a truncated fashion if you wanted to. And then point out the fact of all the studies before that, you know, like there was this study by LaGuardia in the 40s that said that, yeah, you don't need to. And then there was that study by Schaefer in the 70s. And he said, oh, no, you really don't need to. And then meanwhile, there was scientific studies in Israel where they're like, oh, here it is. This is how it works. This, this is why it works. And it doesn't do the bad shit. Israel proved nothing. When, when Raphael Mecklen discovered the THC component, you know, you know how he experimented with his family, his uh, his friends mm-hmm. on, on human. He actually did a human experiment because uh, they weren't cannabis consumers. Uh, uh, he made brownies and had a party, and then he noted everybody's reaction. Like some people were giggling, some people were a little anxiety, some people didn't feel nothing at all. And in the end, he's like, "This is what cannabis does." And it was it, it, he had a party. Like, like, you don't go like, hey, we're going to do a heroin party. Let's see how everybody fucking reacts. Like, you don't do that kind of shit. But we, he felt. Well, maybe we need to reevaluate about how good of a scientist this guy is. That. <laughs> That's his level of research. Hopefully the endocannabinoid, well, the endocannabinoid system is actually real. And so, I mean. Uh, he, I mean, he, he when he found the THC component, because he had to go through so many loopholes. That's the thing. In the yeah. early days, uh, I was watching The Scientist, which is on YouTube. It's a, it's a documentary on him and his experiments. And, you know, it, when he first acquired the, the, the cannabis from the police, because he got it from the police department first. And the first time. He just they just gave it to him and then they called him up the second time was like, look, uh, you didn't sign the approved documents. And it was like, oh, I'm just a wild scientist old guy that can just do what the fuck he wants. I'll sign those papers. Yes, sir. Thank you. That was those are the hurdles that he has to go through in Israel. Right. There's no jail time, no threatening of taking his license. No, that stigma gave him an effort just to blindly check this plant and prove that it's non-toxic. And then how to discover it, uh, the the endocannabinoid system. And then they've synthesized uh, uh, synthetic cannabinoids and and discovered new ones like HU. So like whenever you see a a cannabinoid that starts with HU dash some numbers uh, like HU dash 1152, I think, is one of them. And it's one of those ones that you'll read about that's like substantially stronger than uh, Delta 9 THC. Uh, those ones like they HU stands for Hebrew University. So they probably came out of his lab and those, mm. that type of research just, 
it, it was impossible to do that research. And so like the studies, you mean the ones that were already done in Israel because it was impossible to do in America. So there's, yeah. there's those three studies that we always need to remember whenever anybody gives you this line of shit. And it is a line of shit that they need more time for studies. And, and, and in fact, the studies that he started when he first discovered THC led to the endomite system, which is proven with the endocannabinoids, you know, the, the endomites are it's part of your body. Mm-hmm. It's like discovering white blood cells, for God's sakes. Like it's we're, very interesting. It's very interesting. Yeah, the anandamide uh, and the, the CB1 receptors and then how that that regulation can do a lot of interesting stuff uh, with your body. And so uh, those types of studies, let's do those. Let's actually do the research that they're talking about, because it's not going to it's not going to do anything except for like advance our, our society and our quality of life. But you see this types of stuff. And then like, did you hear that Marine vet condemning uh, marijuana? Oh yeah. This knucklehead. The guy from Kentucky. Now this one sounds like clickbait. This guy has to be just like, I don't so believe he, it. This is just so stupid that this guy can't be a real person. I thought too. And I scrolled through this guy's profile. Luckily he doesn't have a blue hash mark, but he is respected and viewed upon conservative people, whatever the fuck that means. Like the Newsmax crowd, the Fox news crowd. Again, I hate using the word conservative because when I hear but conservative news out of Kentucky then, right? So we're going to talk about Kentucky marijuana news. Yeah. Like, you know, he's, where did he, where did he smoke this weed? He says he smoked it in Kentucky. Dude, I think that shit was so good. So like, yeah, the gentleman says smoking weed, AKA grass is not a good idea. I tried it back in the day and it was worse than anything ever happened to hunter biden i toked up with some buddies in kentucky and woke up four days later in nairobi kenya with no idea yeah with no idea what happened don't do drugs and so like that's the full tweet but i love how he makes sure to say nairobi comma kenya oh good i thought he was in pennsylvania for a second (laughs) you know but you know, this he fucking- did the weed in Kentucky, and then maybe he went over the border to Pennsylvania to like find a casino, and then there was Nairobi. Uh- Dude, his ignorant racist ass probably just woke up in like a self bad neighborhood somewhere, like just like in uh, Alabama deep. Like that's all it was. It was not even like a different country. Like you're telling me you fucking you used your passport? Well, like this, like I smoke a joint, dude. I'm good. Like after three four hours, right? The effects or whatever. Like I'm just like not yeah. there whatever well you so, could be it depends on the type of joint also but yes you know you could be enjoying the the the, the view but say one yeah. joint and then you 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 like mentally were aware of like getting behind the car driving to the fucking airport checking in the airport your vehicle whatever buying the thousand dollar ticket probably or whatever the fuck round trip because you got to come back eventually uh, sleeping so like wait, wait and he said four days seriously sleeping four days four days Yo, I'm just saying, man, my, my man has some asses, what it was, but uh, let's talk about Michigan. No, it, sounds oh, like, it sounds like uh, somebody laced him something and said it was a joint. Like, have you ever been like, here it's a joint and somebody's using that as a method of slipping you drugs? That's exactly what happened. And so that's another reason we need regulation, because if that joint was in like a sealed glass container, regulated, you knew that it was a joint and then that shit would never have happened. And that's the important uh, co- uh, argument with safe access, right? If yeah. everybody knew what they were buying at a store, everybody had an actual perception of what real marijuana is. Like the entourage effect is a real thing opposed to like just getting grounded up 20 to one CBD bullshit or uh, whatever the 
5% cap limit Texas thinks they're going to do. The the real medicine, the real truth is uh, the entourage, the whole plant, the natural existence of it. Just letting it grow, taking care of it. It becomes a thing. And sometimes it's everything you need. And sometimes it's just not all the thing because it's always different how you grow this amazing plant. Yep. Really depends on what you're going for. So uh, that has to still, I still don't think that that Greg Kelly guy is a person or uh, if that was an honest tweet for him, I just don't understand reality anymore. Uh, So Michigan County declares it won't prosecute people for psychedelics and weed possession. Nice. An Ann Arbor area county prosecutor said his office will stop prosecuting anyone caught with literally any quantity of cannabis or natural psychedelics. And this is why I moved to Seattle, because the DEA said the same thing, but just with cannabis. Hmm. I think it'd be cool with mushrooms now at this point. But well, yeah, yeah. make sure we clean that up then and and put that in there and mushrooms and mushrooms. Okay, don't forget, make it regulated. That would be hilarious if it was just a well-regulated mushroom market shall be legal. There's one sentence like that. What does that even mean? Yeah. It's another wellness issue, though. I mean, because it, it treats, you know, again, we, we, we're so focused on this recreational versus wellness medicinal issue. When, like, in the 1930s uh, in America, we actually had nitrous oxide parties before they discovered what nitrous oxide did. People would join together and, and, and just inhale this shit and laugh all day because it was a new thing that was experiment or discovered, you know? Like, we, as human beings and Americans, fundamentally like to have a good time. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why that's uh, it's right there in our founding documents somewhere. It's a, and the pursuit of happiness right on. We're set. We're, we're putting that one in. We're putting that one in. And the pursuit happiness. Bang. That's damn right. That's dude. Here. Yeah. It, it's in our rule book. And so, like, uh, I forget where I was going with that, but well, that's why people want to be us. And by people, I mean other countries. But uh, okay, so that's cool. That's Ann Arbor. That's coming out of Michigan, it sounds like. And Michigan is uh, liberalizing, or at least one uh, city in Michigan out of Mary Jane Magazine reporting that is liberalizing the... I guess I could. Share oh, that's my right. That's what I was going with. It's just the fact that we like to party. Like I'm right. just reading here, right here, that I'm from huffing balloons. No, I got brain damage just from being an American. It's cool, man. <laughs> Criminalization of ethnogenic plants simply doesn't make sense. They're not addictive. They don't cause violent behavior, and other jurisdictions have successfully decriminalized them without any negative consequences. But you know, does that raise the question of should you now regulate the uh, consumption or the um, the retail sale of these um, cyclobin substances to ensure safe access. And so like with safe access, is it unfettered access without any regulation, without any education? Uh, now, you can you can grow your own weed. Uh, evidently, I hear making your own mushrooms is even easier. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is. And, and, and yeah, it, we got to also talk about when we say like, OK, we're going to legalize this, legalize that. And then we talk about we're going to have a regulated market. Like right. we have to reevaluate the word regulated because most people have a, a perception of like this uh, proper checks and balances. But really, regulation just comes down to the control of business. Right. Like, OK, this like how do we regulate broccoli? How do we regulate tomatoes? How do we regulate? Because that's what we need to look at. That's the words in mind that you have to think about when you say regulation. You have to think about food products, not yeah. just alcohol like like. The syntax bullshit. This is cannabis is not that. And then 
again, our ignorance can be like cannabis can alter your mind and your perceptions and your experiences. And it can also uh, be useful for palliative care or for whatever particular uh, experience that you're trying to go after. Uh, Yeah. I think safe access also means like no bad trips or like no bad usage. And so, uh, so that safe access would be uh, somebody counseling you on your first usage of, I don't care if it's cannabis. I don't care if it's uh, um, psilocybin, but uh, somebody should help you understand dosing so that you're not going to get out there and have a bad experience and be put in an, uh, in an uncomfortable position uh, until maybe you're ready for that. Yeah. And I don't know if you're familiar right now, like right now, ayahuasca um, is a big thing where people there's actually like, oh, lack of a better word, shamans, people out there who who give people their first trip and experience and stuff like that. You know, the ayahuasca phase there's in Kentucky, ayahuasca is legal. There are actually, uh, ayahuasca, uh, um, like, uh, re- retreats where people, uh, clearing out rehab. So our perception of drugs overall is just shitty. Like, like that's the thing that we need to figure out and, 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 and give proper perception on, cause then we can actually fight real crimes. You know, it's, it's about treatments. It's not about, uh, jail, you know, it's about, you know, treating the addictions or treating the 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 person not the incarceration aspect of it and that's why legalization is so important for all things you know for the markets and you know for us but i'm just rambling now dude well uh, we have an our our society is it's gotten a lot better our society is a lot more tolerant now than it was 100 years ago a lot more tolerant uh and a lot more inclusive and so i think that just the rules from you know, 80, 90 years ago, and the cannabis laws are a great example, have a lot more of that moral judgment. Like, we don't like you because you're bad, as opposed to um, what you are doing is not safe for you because you are trying to use heroin. You know, and yeah. so that type of regulatory access for safe access is important. Yeah. Well, you know, I think it goes along because we look at Oregon. Oregon just did the do crim ever, overall, right? And, uh, you know, we have the, the people who, like that guy in Twitter, uh, the the ex marine who, again using his ex like were we a marine could have been a clerk were you actually fight I don't know but people hear that word and they think okay veteran we he must be knowledgeable or something special but for the most part you're apparently an idiot douche because in Oregon you know how they just decrimmed all the drugs you know this can go both ways because Oregon Northwest has always had a heavy uh, I want to say like Bohemian population people who uh just like essentially homeless but they live like that and causes not affect legalization of drugs does not cause this homelessness what causes all this uh mental health i believe is what the issue is more than anything else and also our you know our tendency to put people in recidivism right you get in trouble recidivism. yeah say that 10 times it's a difficult word but you know what I mean, goddamn it! It's one of those ones that you have to do like warm-up exercises to do, like unique New York. Yes. What are you doing? I am preparing to say the word recidivism. Oh, <laughs> that's hard. Hey, man, have you heard the good news out of New York, What's New York that? City? Cops say that you can smoke weed in New York City. So, yes. like, NYPD cops give new order to let people smoke weed in public. Meanwhile, cops on the force will still not be allowed to toke up themselves. Oh, double standards. But, uh, hey, pretty interesting. Well, public that's just consumption yeah. is legal in New York. Go ahead, man. Oh, I was going to say, when Canada be legalized, it was cool to see a lot of those, you know, where tobacco smoke was allowed. They'd see they even put a pot leaf on there for whatever. You're like, whoa, this is, I'm in the future. And then the fact that, like we talked about before, you know, this is, in New York, the 
uh, prohibition has been low hanging fruit for crime, especially against minority communities or poor oh, people, period. <laughs> Totes. I tell you, you know, uh, one of the things that we should talk about after uh, that mention about how they're they're trivializing and marginalizing the have nots. Let's uh, let's go to the stocks. Let's do a stocks report. Let's do it. In pot stocks, this is out of Atlanta. Uh, so it's some Georgia news. Parallel officially, officially enters Illinois with $155 million Windy City cannabis acquisition. And so Parallel used to be called something else. I'm not sure what it used to be before Parallel. This is the um, million billionaire Wrigley Gum uh, uh. people. And so now they're called Parallel. They bought six dispensary licenses in uh, Illinois for, I believe it's, it just says Windy City. I Where's the number of them? Uh, complex ownership agreements, grassroots. I think it's, there it is. The potential 155 million purchase price for three medical dispensaries and three plus ones in recreational. And so uh, six dispensaries, $155 million social equity for a price this is the kind of shit though that makes me up chuck like honestly like like you hear about like some big firm whatever buying six four licenses you know you don't need that you don't need that what, what, what needs to be done is one license per person to run as a fucking individual business and that way you can have the option to fail or not succeed or fail you know it, it shouldn't be the mcdonald's of weed not yet we're not there yet. Like you said before, once we go national, this shit's going to collapse and bite all these people in the ass. It very well could. I mean, like if uh, if marijuana and hemp are the same, think about that. USDA rule for cannabis, for THC. Uh, if that's a thing, that's going to be 10 years away. Why the heck would you have that type of valuation? I realize why you would have premium indoor and like what the Jungle Boys are doing. And then uh, Revolution Cannabis makes some delicious premium indoor uh, product in Illinois. And hopefully you have some Washington Bud Company probably makes some delicious weed. Yeah. Uh, But. You know, those are, are smaller companies than uh, $155 million for six retail locations. Yeah. No, it's ridiculous that – and it's and the, the problem is like with these companies that you just talked about, Washington Bud Co., the Jungle Boys, all these people, you can still point to one person, right? I can't point to one person to these new shops. Uh, just this morning, I, I uh, um, went to that event I was telling you about, and uh, uh, all it was was – it was a meet and greet with uh, – the store owners in one, and then the growers would come and like a tech type meet and greet. And uh, uh, I happened to see Sean Kemp there, you know, because he has a, a pot shop out here. And I really, it was anticlimactic for me to see this guy who, you know, well to do. You've, you've, you've made a history, done this, but he only owns like 15, 5% of that company that has his name and everything on it, which kind of breaks my heart in this whole position of like, it's like false narratives. It's all this false, you know, th- there should be one person who came up. There should be a, like the grows. I always think the grow with the growers, the farms or the superstars of the cannabis industry, they should be the ones that we should highlight and be fanboys of anyways. But, you know, we're, it's still people were, people believe January 6th was a happy hippie hip event. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) we got a lot of dumb shit we got to go against still, man. Mm, A lot of bad stuff, too, as well, you know? A lot of bad stuff. Well, like, even in the legal state of Oklahoma, there's the family, 
uh, of an OKC marijuana grow owner charged in death of alleged intruder fights for his freedom. Yeah. So I had a legal grow. The, the wife of a man jailed for fatally shooting an alleged burglar spoke out on Tuesday for the first time since her husband's arrest. LaRue Bracher was charged with uh, was charged with first degree murder for the shooting of their southeast Oklahoma City marijuana grow shop. Bracher's wife wants the public to know her husband is an Army veteran and a father of five, not a cold blooded murder or a threat to the community. I'm just praying for him to come home, said Vicky Brasher, LaRue's wife. I can't see the rest of my life without him. And this is this is the shit, man. This is, you know, if it was a snippet in Oklahoma magazine, uh, very few. We have to. This is the kind of shit we got to keep talking about. Let people know, hey, if you want to get involved, look up this man's name. Look up his wife's name. Look up, you know, I mean, we'll watch out for the scammers. Watch out for the GoFundMe. Oh, of course. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and that's that does suck with the scam artists that are out there. But then it it, it also is, you know, uh, I like that it, the the industry's out there. But then you know the industry could also be an attractive nuisance, so you can get bad fact patterns like that that can pop up, and so that's not cool. And then the some people were dying in jail after a minor uh, pot arrest in Texas. You yeah. see that? That was a. Uh, 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 we uh, reported last month about the arrest of Marvin Scott the third. While police were responding to have him having a mental health emergency, they found less than two ounces of cannabis on him. Instead of taking him to the mental health facility, they took him to jail. Oh, Hours right. later, he died. So the- because he's arrested for weed, he doesn't get access to. And then then did they not recognize that, you know, he could have had he could have been self-medicating with the, the cannabis or just been a human that enjoys it. Uh, and then if he's presenting some type of mental illness, did they recognize that? You know, is that something they could have referred to? Did it have to just be like, hey, let's let's arrest him. And then he later dies in prison. Well, like you said, though, the, the human factor, though, because all of a sudden they see weed, they see crime, they see a bad they, they see something else than just a man, woman, person like Sandra Blaine, who got pulled over. You know, it was a traffic stop and she died behind bars. And and, and then later on, the reports because she had cannabis. Or so this is the bullshit that we're constantly going against. And, and, and then this is why people say Black Lives Matter and people say defund the police, because this is the shit that can we need to reallocate and, and, and re uh, uh, reevaluate how we look at crime and, and, and things, you know, the bad people, there are real bad people out there to get, God damn it. You know, there's, I thought also, America, huh? there's crazy people, there's bad people, there's all sorts yeah. of people. And so by just recognizing what's going on helps yeah. recognizing somebody as having a substance doesn't mean that we should be shunting them into the criminal justice wing as much as, you know, uh, pushing them to uh, other uh, services. But a uh, little bit of international news to round, wound, uh, round up the show. Do it. Cool. Yeah. Where are we going? Where are we going? Where do you think? Same place we always go when we're trying to legalize weed uh, internationally. Mexico. Let's go. Still in the process of legalizing weed, despite us reporting on it that legalized weed like five times. I'm not even kidding. Uh, Marijuana Moment is reporting that uh, the legalization bill clears a key Senate committee with a floor vote expected this month. So Mexico's process is just as sexy as America's. Brown chicken, brown cow. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> it does appear so. But then it's one of those things where it's just taken forever. And then we keep reporting on it. And then you're like, well, where is it? Is it done yet? No. Is it done yet? No. Well, when, did, when has Mexico legalized it? Well, they already have. Is it official? No. It's I do have like, to say. It's like okay. Chuck Schumer in the Senate. Yes. Like, well, where is it? Well, we're, we're doing it. Well, I was going to say, though, New York did beat Mexico because I thought New York was going to be Mex- uh, America's Mexico for the longest time. Yeah, no, no. New York is like, okay, and now they're smoking doobies in New York City while Mexico is still referring this to committee in the Senate, you know? Yeah, man, this, I, 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 you know, you can't predict half the shit that's been happening, like with this whole process. You can't predict nothing. And that's another reason why you should buy Cresco stock. It can only go up or down. Anyway, I mean, like, nobody's really going to know until after we get there. So you yeah. can buy it. Or not. I think GameStops are more reliable than goddamn Crisco. Did you see that GameStop actually used its ability to, like, go to the, yeah. the, the share window and sell at a hugely inflated price and was able to, like, wipe out its debt? They, they did a smart, smart move. They're like, we're going to take this moment and, and try and have a second life, man. Like, they're, they're going to focus well, on the online yeah, aspect. If you're, well, that's the thing. And so, like, if you have the access to the capital window uh, and then you have a game that people love, like GameStop. Uh, and that GameStop owns like, you know, let's say it was $100 million in debt, something like that. So they raise $100 million by offering more stock. <laughs> they can just pay off the debt. Free company. Yeah. No, they, 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 presuming they have cash flows. I have not looked at uh, um, GameStop's statement of cash flows. I should to see if there's, well, if they don't have any debt now. It's just all free money, right? Yeah. They're positive now. And, yeah. and then, uh, yeah, no, I just think it's cool to watch all this stuff going on. But yeah, fucking prohibition, brother. It's, uh, it's, it, we'll be here for a while unless I get shot by a cop. <laughs> no, no, no. You hang out with those good ones. You know? <laughs> yeah, that was cool, man. So it was so surreal. I walked out of that, that marijuana event and uh, I see the cop outside uh, uh, doing something copy. And I'm like, cool. Like there was no stress about the the canvas that was inside the building or the people that were doing business transactioning uh, or the fact that I was waiting on the bus stop and lit up a bowl. It was the and that's what the opportunity that I'm always trying to, to say is like America overall should be like that. Right. We should <laughs> cannabis should be the, the crime just like too much broccoli, too much iron. Yeah, know. but too much broccoli makes you fart. Well, it makes you have green shits. I can't say that about too much weed. Too much weed might make you sleepy. Yes. I might kill a pizza. (laughs) All right. I think that's going to do it for Cannabis Legalization News out on Green Poop. Uh, We want to shout out new members Care Bear Cannon and John Allen and donators, donation makers, Sonic Strains and Yes Baked. Thanks for throwing us some cash, guys. Uh, Thanks for coming in, everyone. Make sure you like and subscribe to keep up with all Cannabis Legalization News. We will see you on Sunday.